Hello and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week, jumping into the real life challenges, the real life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013 where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome to the Women in Strength podcast. My name is Ro and I am like buzzing with excitement with the beautiful guests that I've got online with me and in your earbuds right now. We have the beautiful Siggy Fisher and oh, I'm like, you know, somewhat fangirling because I'll explain that I've been following Siggy for so long. Um, and one of the reasons that I wanted to ask her to come onto the podcast is because of the evolution of what I've seen in her business and the evolution of where she is and what she's interested in now. So we're going to jump into those juicy parts of a conversation. So hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Good to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I really like when we're doing podcasts, like I just like to jump in straight away. And I particularly, when I have got guests on the podcast, I like to kind of go backwards and understand where we're at now and then kind of trot backwards and, and go through kind of uh, the steps along the journey. So I think the best kind of place to start is for you to kind of explain where you're at now, what you're doing and why. Oh my God, where am I now? Okay, well, I'm far from where I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh my God, I don't even know where to, to start, to be honest. So where I'm at right now is, to be honest, I'm going through this like personal transformation myself, but I'm bringing my business along with it. And how would I explain it? I would say I'm entering more of a embodiment holistic side of coaching right now for women yeah 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 wow and that's like so I was saying to Sig when we came on like I feel like when I got in the industry like no shit you were someone that I was like oh my god what is this queen up to and it's been so like refreshing to see you change the tact of your business change the messaging Mm. evolve as you've wanted to in the industry and that's why I wanted to bring you onto the podcast because I think so many coaches and business owners struggle with that around having to be one thing and then when you set up your branding or your business model it's like so tied towards one thing whereas I over the years have just seen you evolve so so much and I said to you when I sent through an email asking you to be on the podcast, it felt like it has been seamless from an outside point of view, but I can imagine that it probably has not been seamless by any means. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a it's been a quite insightful journey, to be honest. Um and it's really cool that you mentioned how you've been following for a while because I have this flashback right now from when I actually started 
in the fitness and health industry and I was this like hardcore coach, like all or nothing. If you don't hit your macros, you're not trying hard enough, get in your sessions, you know, sleep is for the dead, like really? (laughs) I would say a really like masculine version of health and fitness, which there's nothing wrong about it if you enjoy doing it, but it did not... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It did not inspire me. Okay. I felt burnt out when I was doing that hardcore stuff like, you know, go, 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 work, 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 like no days off, all that. Um, and then when I started noticing that burnout, I was just like, I can't keep up with this. This is, this is not working for me. What else can I do? And then once I started investing more into my personal de- um, development, I noticed that I wanted to change my coaching side of things as well. Okay. So you've been in the industry for about a decade now, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when you came into the industry then, thinking about how you entered the industry and the vibe, the energy, the feel of like what you were putting out, whether it was content or back then, you go, gosh, I've been in the industry for almost a decade too. Like Instagram wasn't really a thing back then. Like, no, the, right. the Instagram was, I don't think it was it even existed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I don't think it did. Yeah. No. Um, the, the way that you were coaching and like, you know, your training, whether it's, whether it's your training methodology or your insights around messaging and that kind of stuff. Like, was there a particular reason why you went down that track? Like what kind of drew you towards that stuff at the, at the start? Mm, that's a really good question. So I would say I did enter the fitness industry because I was experiencing um, a negative relationship with my body, with my food, with my mind, and I was pretty much like fed up of it. I wanted to make those changes and in a way I was wanting to inspire other people to do the same but it was from a negative place. It wasn't from a healthy place to make people make a change and I definitely contradicted myself because I would tell someone to do something and I would do the complete opposite. You know, I suffered from an eating disorder for many years and I would tell people, you know, to eat clean all day, every day while I'm in the closet eating chocolate over the weekend or a tub of ice cream because I'm like hating on life. So it just, it didn't work that way. And I kept on like hitting a wall every time I was either, you know, working with clients or even with my own fitness and um, my fitness journey. Mm-hmm. I literally got chills as you're saying that around coming into the industry. Cause I actually think that a lot of coaches in particular, women come in the into, in, into the industry, into this space because of their own, you know, story, journey, what they're wanting to experience. I was the same, you know, I came into the industry not wanting to help people. I came into the industry wanting to find a better way to burn calories and like yeah. find a better way to get through my own stuff, right? Um, and then as we learn and evolve and make those changes for ourselves, like it becomes very apparent to us that, hey, maybe what we were doing when we first started the industry is probably not ideal for our clients, but a lot of us go through that, eh? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I still see that with new new coaches coming into the industry. And you know what? You need to go with it because that's how you're going to learn. You can't jump, you know, over over the hoop and seek to be this person that you're looking up to because you're not you're not in their shoes. You're running your own journey. You have to go through these um you know, these hoops to go over to realize, "Hey, you're in a really shit position right now, but Hopefully in the near future, you'll be in a much better position. Yeah, 
absolutely. And then like when you first got into the industry and that was how you entered the industry, you know, your training, your messaging, your feeling around just like, you know, don't sleep, hit hard, whatever. <laughs> Which is like, My poor clients. I'll slam you, take it. <laughs> but like it, was, it was like that back then, right? Like it was very driven by that. Whereas yeah. today we definitely see lots of different messaging, health and fitness done a different way, which is why I just freaking fall so much more in love with that industry the longer that I stay in it. Mm. When did you start to notice that your business needed to change because you were changing? Like was there experiences personally? Was the industry evolving? What was kind of going on for you to remember that first kind of initial change? Mm, I'd say definitely because the industry is evolving, but also from my own um, personal development and awareness around the decisions I was making, my behavior, my thoughts. And I noticed, as I mentioned before, I noticed how I kept on headbutting with clients. I was wanting them to change, but change wasn't happening. And usually that is either a compliancy problem from their end, but also a either, you know, a teaching aspect from my end. Because again, like the, the relationship goes two ways. You can't just have the client doing all the work where the coach is just sitting back and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're implying these movements for them to do. So you need to take action and do it as well. So um I would say the involvement of it, but over the last couple of years, Now that I think about it, probably from COVID, just at the beginning of it, I think it came down to when we were, like those who were in Melbourne, when we were in lockdown for so long, you were isolated, you were on your own, you have nowhere to go, nowhere to escape. And that's when I started digging deep into my um, personal development, where it came into the mindset side of things, the psychology of eating. Um, I did undergo a um, certificate to do um, to a certificate to do around um, the eating, the psychology of eating. So that opened my mind around that as well. So yeah, I'd say from from either COVID being isolated and just building more awareness around this, around my own behaviours, and then also the involvement of the industry. Yeah. I was like sitting on the couch with my husband last night and it's our daughter's birthday soon. She's turning five and we're like, how the fuck did this happen? And he was like, he goes to me, do you? He's like, I can't remember like last year. And I was like, "Mm, darling, that's probably a bit of like trauma associated with COVID. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when we're saying things like COVID is, it really was this call to, you know, raise yourself and evolve and meet it with the needs of what life was. It feels like it was so long ago, but so close, like, because it was, I still experience very mixed feelings around COVID. Like, I still very much get triggered by things in the media around COVID. Mm. Um, you know, yesterday, as an example, I saw that Vic Active uh, saying now that if something were to happen again in Melbourne, that we'd be considered essential workers and that we'd, the health and fitness industry would be up to work, which I was like, that's fantastic. But it triggered the fuck out of me because I was like, no, yeah. I don't want that to happen again. The, the PTSD <laughs> kicks in. It does. It does. And so it's like when COVID came, especially for the health and fitness industry here in Melbourne, like you had the experience, but you were really willing to 
answer the call of like things need to change for me to yes. not only get through this time, but also for you to evolve into your business of that next step. Mm. So how does the business look different now? Like in terms of coaching or what you offer, what is it, what does it look like now versus what it was back then? I would say it's more concentrated around mindset and mental health. There's a lot of emphasis around that at the beginning of the coaching side of things. And then along as we go, you're still getting the nutrition, the training side of things if someone's wanting to go down down that end. Um, It's more personalized as well, I'd say. I put in a lot of energy into my clients. I emphasize, emphasize a lot of that to them and it's a, a lot um it's based around a lot of education as yeah. well where back then it was just hey, hey let's check in on a tuesday yeah. 10 minute call cool i'll change your program see you later have a good week and you know see you again yeah and that's one thing that i noticed from your content is that like you are giving a class shit like it is such good quality but it sounds like that's really what your clients want and that's like a message and a, a value and belief around your business or a training ethos is that right yeah, totally. I'm I'm not here to fuck around, you know. <laughs> like if you're if you're wanting to make the change and you're wanting to invest in yourself, you're going to get that high quality service, 100%. Yeah. With when you started to work into more mindset work, embodiment work, like can you tell me a little bit how that, like what does that mean in the health and fitness sense? Like I personally do a lot of personal development. I follow a lot of life coaches as well that have crossed paths. But embodiment work in like a specific health and fitness business, right? Mm. You know, how does that kind of mold? Can you tell me a little bit about that? So it's more woo style, like very spiritual side of things. And it's something that I've been studying for the last three or four years now is just regarding how to heal your body from the inside out through your mindset. And it's a very feminine-based training where, you know, as females, we tend to go into the fitness industry, into a masculine world, you know, training, tracking macros and, you know, tracking data, which, again, as I mentioned before, there's nothing wrong with that. But we take an aspect of us um, out of the body and where I'm trying to bring them back into it and feel all the feelings. So building more around that intuition, especially around food, you know, food is a great, um, you know, um, utility for all of us, but some of us use it as more of an emotional base type of um, mechanism and not actually for enjoyment. So around the mindset side of things, it's really um, questioning and putting clients into um, into this space where they can get to express themselves openly as well and then having more of an open conversation with me regarding that and then giving them, I guess, questions or giving them certain tools to go ahead and work around that mindset side of things. This is why, like, I fucking love woman-led businesses, whether it's, like, you know, whatever industry, because I genuinely think that, what we bring towards 
a business in terms of like working with clients directly or, you know, the back end things that we set up. Like, I just feel like, especially when we step into that particular feminine energy and really incorporate that into our businesses, because mm. it's traditionally kind of seen as, you know, action, drive, now, which can be quite a masculine energy. And I have a very masculine energy as a person, but I, I'm also very feminine, hence why there's certain things in my gym that are like down these different tracks, right? And I just think when we step into everything, like all things of us, like it's just, it's unfuckwithable. Like it's just yeah. so magical. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. With when you were making that change to really step into, you know, these more feminine energies in terms of encompassing it in your business, was there resistance? that came up of like yeah yeah a hundred percent I'm not gonna lie and be like oh my god it was so easy the change just like came to me no my fucking ego hated it it was just like what are you doing sig you're doing great work with training clients you know seeing um clients face to face everyone's doing really great and tracking but part of me had this urge to just move another direction I felt I don't know if you get this feeling, but sometimes you'll do something and you get this like yick feeling like, yuck, I don't want to do this. This does not fulfill me anymore. And for days or weeks or even like months, I was feeling this sensation. I was just like, this is fucking boring. Like I know my clients are enjoying this, but it's not fulfilling me. I'm not getting excited about this. And once I started transitioning a little bit, you know, micro planting it into the clients and for myself as well, I started noticing this shift. And when that started shifting, everything within the business and within clients as well, and some clients left, but some clients are still with me since this um, process. And, you know, this process has been going on for a couple of years now and they're fucking loving it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's such an important point, right? Because when you do make a change, like the resistance that you felt was from yourself, like being like, no, queen, like don't do this because yeah, broken. Like it's not like anything was wrong in your business. Things were no. not right. Yeah. It's hard, like making change out of a place where it's not needed. Like, you know, you didn't need to make a change. I didn't need to open another gym, but I wanted to because I felt like there was a disconnect or I felt like there was something else or there was something that wasn't being met. Because, like, mm. if we don't move with that change, like, things feel like pushing shit up a hill, like, as a business. Yes. Right? Yeah. 100%. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, with where you're at now with your business, like, you know, the last 10 years, where you were to where you, were, where you are now, you're primarily, you're working all online. Do you do any face-to-face work anymore? Nah. Nah. Just, just online. Wow. As a uh, face-to-face, you know, I do a lot of that kind of work. Like, how do you how do you get through it? Like, do you find really hard points with being, I guess, disciplined or self-motivated or boundaries? Like, do you find it hard to work at home? Do you find it hard to keep going and having accountability with yourself? Mm, I love that question. <laughs> so in terms of um, self-motivation, yes, it can get quite challenging at times because I could wake up one morning and be like, oh, it's 7 a.m. I can sleep in. You know, I, I, I don't need to be anywhere. I don't have anyone till about 10 o'clock. Just, you know, treat yourself, have an, an extra sleep in. Um, but it, again, it comes down 
as uh, you mentioned, that self-accountability because I don't have someone over my shoulder telling me, hey, you got to do the work. It's up to me to get shit done. And if I don't get the shit done, it's because I didn't put that effort in. Whether it's 100%, whether it's 50%, whatever the percentage is, I take blame for all the decisions that I make. So if I don't work on a Monday and then Tuesday comes and I'm like, fuck, I have 10 programs to do or I have 10 check-ins and the overwhelm just expands and you're like, it's because you didn't do the work on the Monday. It's your own fucking fault. Yeah. And you're like, I've got no one to thank but myself here. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Literally. Literally. Yes. Previous person, you haven't helped me out. Like, it's... I I have no one to blame but myself. (laughs) I actually think that that's one of the hardest transitions of when you do work, you know, like as a business owner. Like, I mean, what did you do previous to working in the health and fitness industry? Um, <laughs> I was a photographer. What? I was, yeah, I was a photographer. And then during uni, I was a bartender and I worked in, um, real, um, not real estate in retail. <laughs> Gosh, there you go. And yeah. It's like, yeah. Wow. And then we come into the small business world, health and fitness world. And like, we have no one to answer to. We mm. make our own KPIs. We make our own rules, which ding, ding, ding. Like I'm so down for, I could never be employed by anyone in the future. I'm the same. Yeah, I would be the worst employee, honestly. <laughs> but it's hard to set up these things for yourself because you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Now, um, you know, with that and around setting boundaries and self-accountability, would there be any suggestions that you might have? Like how, how do you structure your day? How do you keep yourself on track? What does that look like? So to be honest, that's something that I'm actually playing around with um, at the moment. I have been changing a little bit of my structure so let's take it you know two or three months back Uh, my structure would be well it was Monday to Friday and then have Saturday and Sunday off but it was a very fixed-minded type of week and I noticed that I can still work on the weekend because it's not as if I'm out and about socializing, like socializing, getting drunk. Like I don't do that shit anymore. You know, we're getting old here. I need to be in bed by seven. Okay. We're the geriatrics of the industry now. I know. Right. So um, I was putting all this pressure that I had to do work within that gap, but then the weekend would come and I'd want to do more work, but I'd be like, no, like, have a rest, but I was still resting during the week. You know, I don't slam all of my jobs into full working days like most people, you know, how they work nine till five. I like spread it out, you know. Maybe I'll start work at 6 a.m., but I'll finish at four, and the next day I won't start work till, um, till about 10, but I'll finish at seven. Uh, so, yeah, in terms of boundaries again the weeks do vary here and there depending on client check-ins you know their client check-ins have their set days that they come and see me and then on the the rest of the days it may be you know taking Tuesday and Thursday as more like a, a content day or having Fridays as personal development and studying day mm-hmm. where Saturday and Sunday could mean maybe I'll do client programs or work behind the business or in the business kind of thing like 
whatever really inspires me during that day or during that week, I'll write it down and I'll come back to it and do it. Yeah. So it sounds like you have like your components of your business that are set structure, e.g. chickens yeah. um, and getting that through, but you very much allow for like, where am I feeling? I can put my energy right now. Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I like... I think coaches sometimes and business owners want to be like, I want routine and I want structure and they Mm. drive that. But then when they have it, they find it very constricting. Yeah. And I found it very constrictive and I'm someone who likes to go with the flow. So this routine worked for a while, but then I was just like feeling rebellious. I was like, fuck it. I don't want to work on a Monday. I'm going to work on Tuesday instead. But as I mentioned before, I would burn myself so much on a Tuesday because I had so much work to do from the following out uh, from the day previously where now I'm sending out my to-do list a little bit smaller throughout the day instead of giving me a whole list of like 20 stuff to do yeah oh my god that's like the ultimate struggle like what is manageable today business owners because we're all yeah. like you know we're very goal-driven for people that are in business otherwise we wouldn't be in this space yeah but like when you're thinking about you know, the amount of work that you set or the flow that you go with or anything like that. Um, Is there anything that's like, as a business owner, that's really stopped you from being like, I just fucking hate that. And like, if I would have pushed, you're you're smiling instantly because you're like, yes. (laughs) Is there anything like that where you're just like, I can't, like I'd rather die than do this shit? (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily say I'd rather die, but like... The admin side of things, you know, that tax and all, all the the logistics side of things, like that does not turn me on whatsoever. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a numbers person. Like I do not give a fuck. Okay. And I feel like I'm, I'm not saying that I'm glad that came up because I'm not, but I feel like that is so fucking relevant because so many people, coaches, business owners, really just don't love that space, right? Mm. But as a business owner, it is a necessary part of what we do. Oh, yeah, of course. How do, you, if, how do you get through it then? Like, do you have structure around that? Do you have people that help you? Do you have strategy? Like, how do you do these things that you don't want to do but you know are essential? <laughs> well, thank God for my accountant. I have I have him on my side, so he helps me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like whether it's on a, on a Friday or a Saturday, I'll go through my weekly um, budgets, payments, you know, lodge it all in, get a, an estimate, but I don't consume too much energy into it because, again, yes, we do need to make money. Yes, we need to put food on our table, da da da. But it's not the main drive for me. Yeah. The main drive for me is to fulfill other people's lives. That's when literally my fire lit up. So if I'm making, I don't know, fuck, like, Let's put numbers out there, but let's say if I'm making like 7K a month, amazing. But if I make 10 the next, even fucking better, but it's still not going to fucking change anything for me. Yeah. So you don't feel that like, you know, feeling of, oh, okay, I I feel like I'm winning better by a $3,000. Not really because like I live such a simple life. Yeah. You know, I I don't need much where, you know, maybe some other coaches do want to strive to look and be successful by the uh, possessions they have. They want a nice car. That's fine. Go buy yourself a nice car. They want a big house and all this stuff. I'm like, 
I'm fine. I'm ha- fine with like, you know, my one bedroom apartment and walking down to the beach and having a coffee every morning and chilling the fuck out. Oh my God. I can relate to that so, so much. And like, particularly the coaches that are going to be listening to this podcast, they, it's not that they're not, they don't think that money is important or care about it. Like most of the people who are in my sphere are purposeful driven business owners. Yeah. So they're interested in like, why are we doing this? Like, what are our days like? What's the interactions? All that kind of stuff, right? And, you know, the longer that you've been in the industry for ages, like the longer that we stay in, sure, you can always be earning more money. You can be releasing new programs, taking prices up. But fuck, like if that's what you focus on, like that, like how is that going to maintain your interest or your passion or? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I can totally relate to that because a few years ago I did have um, a business coach and it was very, very related to just income, hitting certain targets. And I know we spoke about this before we even uh, came on recording, but saying how certain people will strive to make a certain amount of money, but then when they don't hit that money, they're like, oh, I'm not good enough. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Why can I hit 10k why can I hate 20k and you see other coaches that are making millions and they're doing this and doing that and it puts so much pressure on you but again you can't compare your level one to someone who's at level 10 or level 100 you know yeah and it's like you know also defining like your own shit like when you're like oh I just go and get a coffee I'm the same like I earn the money that I get from my business is very limited because that's all I need. Like I actually quote unquote get paid the worst in my business from a salary point of view. I could choose to pay myself more if I wanted to, but I just don't personally feel like I need it. And I would rather put my money into my staff or education. Yeah. Back into the business. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there is just such this thing around money and targets and beat your revenue every year and like maximize profit margins and blah, 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 blah. And like I run a gym that costs a lot of fucking money. So I'm like well aware that I need to be on top of that. But like, honestly, fuck, like I can't, that's not it. Like mm. we're coming every day. What's the point? Yeah. So mm. true. So with my last kind of question that I wanted to bring up is with where you've been in business, um, and you know you've you've had a huge evolution from where you were. What what is the stuff that you struggle with as a business owner to keep staying in the industry? Because you're not Queen's not slowing down anytime soon. You're you know you're on your own little vibe over here doing your thing, and it's just so refreshing to see. But what is the stuff that you've got advice or you know to for people to you know, embody what you are doing. Cause that's what I love about you so much is that I watch you and I'm just like, I just love that you're going and doing this. And so many coaches won't get there, whether it's burnout, whether it's like, I can't change my branding or I can't change my programming. Like, is there any advice that you have for people to stay in our industry? Cause I feel like we are like dinosaurs sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Um, again, it, it's going to take a while for someone to really embody what they're wanting to do because again when I wanted to start changing my business I had this voice in my head going don't do it like just stay where you are right now it's working really well you know everyone's doing the same thing as you like why why be different different is scary you know you're um, like heading into this um, uncertain like territory like what if you fail what if it doesn't go well and it's just like 
what if it fucking goes great? What if you actually start enjoying it? And um, too often I see new coaches coming into industry trying to copy other coaches of what they're doing. And, again, not necessarily like copy and paste, but seeing other coaches do that and they're like, oh, I should be doing this. I need to do that because they did it. It's just like, no, like think a little bit different. Think about what you would want as a client or get that inspiration from your clients to make the content or create that business. Because I, like on a daily basis, when I have conversations with clients, they inspire the fuck out of me. They literally, every time I have a conversation, a question will pop up and it'll be like, that is a great idea for a content or that'll be a great idea for me to look further into. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like pulling back, right? Like it's literally looking at your staff because it's, it can be really easy to see what everyone else is doing and be like, they're successful or they're pushing forward and be like, okay, cool. I'm going to do that. But like, we're both having been in the industry. Like it takes time to get comfortable and involve into like your messaging and like your values and your beliefs. And then in another 10 years, shit, it could change for us again. hundred percent. It could, it could change tomorrow. Like who knows, you know, I might get inspired with something completely different and I'll, I'll change the, the branding again. Um, but in terms, yeah, in terms of the branding, I guess you just need to be a little bit more certain if it's actually what you're wanting to do or you're doing it because someone else is doing it. Because you, um, for those of you listening that don't know, uh, Siggy is, is a, also um, does a podcast on the Women's Fitness Academy and she speaks with so many people in the industry also. And you would cross paths with new coaches and yeah. established coaches. Is the stuff of like this copy, it maybe not be, might not be a copy and paste, but is that one of the biggest things that you see with coaches coming through? Yeah. 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 I see that. And you know what? I saw that in myself as well. You know, when I first started, I was inspired by so many other coaches in the industry and I was like, oh, they're doing it. So I should be doing that. And, you know, the, the big thing that I see is food comparisons. You know, when people, when people compare foods like this and that, yeah these these posts keep like coming up and I'm like cool like I get it it's helpful but like why are you putting up are you actually putting up because you want to put it up or are you putting out because a different coach did it and you're like oh I should do that oh my gosh my my gym manager bro her name is bro Shao, so we call it bro and she just like every Thursday we call her Thursday bro because she just comes and I'm not sure if it's because she's heading the end of the week and she's just like on some fucking level and she's like I'm sick of seeing this and that I'm sick of seeing day on a plate like like she's just we call her Thursday bro who is inconvenienced bro and it's like everything comes out but you're so right like right now if we think about the things that are flooding we've got food comparison stuff like what else are we seeing right now that's like flogging well I love that you mentioned the the day on the plate you know when, when people when people do that and to be honest I actually did a video of that few months back and I did it because I actually had a client well a couple of clients who were like what do you eat you know show me what you do and I was just like oh cool let's give it a go but then when you actually dive deeper into it it's just like how is this helping people it's just showing them what I eat it's not giving you giving them any valuable insight into how they should be eating any context behind it you know so it's literally just see monkey uh, monkey see monkey do 
Mm. We do, we see that so much, especially with content, hey. Like mm. it's just you see the same posts and although they're great, like they can be very helpful, it's it can just be a carbon copy with a different brand style a lot of the time. You're like, oh, I mean, if it's relevant for your clients, great, but if it's not, then, hey, maybe we think about what they're telling us. And you're right. Like they tell us through conversations, through check-ins, through questions. Yeah. They're going to be, if we listen and tune into them, oh, my gosh. Yeah, pe- um, people, well, coaches undervalue the time they have with clients because that's their freaking unicorn right there. Like that is your gold plate or gold plate or silver plate, whatever that, you know. <laughs> a silver plate of content where you can put up on Instagram instead of sitting in front of a computer on a Monday going, oh, my God, I need to put a post up, can't think of anything. Like think of the conversations you have with your clients. Those are going to be gold um, gold posts for other people who would want to work with you. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, so true. My um last kind of question that I want to end on is, like, what's kind of next for you? Like, where's <laughs> your passions pulling you now? What's kind of going on in your world? Wow. Um, oh. To be honest, I'm still... <laughs> There's like so much going on in my big brain that sometimes when I put it down on paper and I'm like, wow, I really overwhelm myself with all these ideas. Um, right now I've just released a masterclass for April. I've announced it today, but more information is going to be announced throughout the week. Um, so I'm working on, on that. But again, just diving a little bit more into the holistic embodiment energy side of things with helping clients to reach this, you know, good relationship with um, themselves and with food because I've found that this is something that is not utilised enough with, um, you know, whether it's within the industry or with women themselves. So, yeah, I'm really looking at doing more of that and, Going with the flow because I've found that the more I resist the change, the worse of a person I become. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And it's like, you know, especially when you're starting your business for the first time, we want structure and routine and what's next and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know, the more, the longer that we stay in the industry, it's just like, just maybe focus on the next week or two and like that might not next day focus on the next day and I love that you mentioned that because I literally coach a couple of um, coaches who are new into the industry and they're like how do I structure my month and I'm like fuck why would you want to do that to yourself I know and like we like so much pressure you know and it's it's funny because my first business coach ever um used to make me structure my quarters of every year and I'm like I can't even see what I'm going to be doing tomorrow yet 90 days like come on man like give me a break and to be honest that wasn't helpful at all for me for someone who loves going with the flow and he's like no we need structure and I'm like ah so (laughs) yeah it was it was too much so yeah I love that you mentioned that literally just take it day by day and I know it sounds so like simple and easy but it's going to lead you in a better way instead of you overwhelming yourself for a whole month and all this anxiety builds up and then you don't end up doing anything won't even do it anyway if you plan it half the time 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The flow and being okay with things being not all figured out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that uncertainty. People people don't like it, but they need to go with more of it. Right. We're all embracing the hot mess magic sometimes around here. Yeah. <laughs> So where can our listeners contact you, see what you're about? Where do you hang out the most? So I pretty much hang out on Instagram all day, every day. No, actually not every day, but most days. (laughs) Um, My um, Instagram name is Sig Fisher, and you can also find me at the Ladies Strength Department, which is my business page. And for those who are in Melbourne, who are near, you know, Elwood Beach, I do have my passion project as well, which is called the Good Energy Club. And we meet every Wednesday for a cold dip in the morning. So if you're keen, head down. So good. So good. I love it. Get amongst it. Like if I was closer, I'd be like, oh, I've always wanted to do something like that. It's fun. It's fun. That was so good. Thank you so much for spending time and just having a really natural conversation around life and business and going with the flow because that's what we're all doing in this health and fitness thing, right? Like, <laughs> Yes, literally, literally just go with the freaking flow, girls. Like embrace your femininity a little bit more, That literally. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much, babe. Thank you. 